This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This program contains topics that may be a trigger for some listeners. If you are affected, please call Switchboard or QLife 3pm to midnight daily on 1800 184 527 or Lifeline on 131114, 24 hours a day. You gotta see the baby. When are you gonna see the baby? Family Matters. It is Family Matters. It's Thursday night. I'm here. I'm Beck, and I'm with Gina and Clayton. Welcome, guys. Thank you. You're a little overexcited then. You are. I was. <laughs> you are wearing fruit. It's Thursday night. Family Matters, Clayton. What other kind of way do you expect me to be? Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know me. Possibly. Yeah. Gina. We've got a big show. Cracker, my friend. Cracker. On tre- is this on trend or is this sensational? Is this hyper or are we breaking this news? Is I don't know. Hashtag we- information. Hashtag, hashtag knowledge. Hashtag, hashtag real news real on news. our show, Gina. Reality check. <gasps> Correct. Oh, okay. Not reality TV. No. Which is what I would like to talk about. But nonetheless, Gina, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight, I don't even know how to put a name to it. Apparently, it's the Ruddick Report or some leak on a Ruddick Report about religious freedom. Ruddick's been leaking. Someone's been leaking. <laughs> Someone, look, it's, look, as we know, in the last 24, 48 hours, there have been some reports in the media which have gotten, I know certainly uh, quite a few parents have got their kids in Catholic schools from our community really worried and really concerned. Um, so we're going to be covering the report and trying to make sense of it. We're not here to kind of give any more sensationalist kind of coverage to this. We just want to myth bust and just... Just the facts. Stand, just the facts. And talk about how people are feeling about it, how parents are exactly. feeling about it. And, and teacher, look, you're a primary school teacher, Clayton. Yes. I'm a new parent looking at already having to put my child, apparently, on waiting lists for schools at nine months of age. And I'm a lapsed Catholic, so that gives me something, <laughs> I'm sure. Whose father was a principal. That's right. Of I know. a uh, school. Me and Catholicism, we're... Distant friends. Anyway. Anyway. But oh, we have jump. somebody in the studio. Uh, yeah, who's looking at us like, what? what what's what's happening? Yeah. So, but we have actually, we're going to be speaking to a few guests tonight. We've uh, speaking with Felicity Marlowe for Rainbow Families Victoria. The lovely Joe Hurst, who is a regular here, will also be joining us later tonight. But we thought, let's first understand the law because everyone's talking about law. Yay, the law. You're a lawyer. I love the law. But all law's not the same, is it, Beck? No, it's not. It's Jenna. really not the same. So we have brought in the big guns. We've got Anna Brown, the director of legal advocacy of the Human Rights Law Centre. Welcome, Anna. Hi, everyone. Yes, welcome to the family show here at Family Matters. I feel honoured to be here. Oh, Thank you. Look, I, I was looking at your... Uh, bio on the website actually and apparently you've got your fingerprints yes this is your words on almost every major law reform for the lgbt people in the most recent years how does that feel well it's been a lot of hard work a ton of hard work yeah a lot of hard but we're not done yet so let the conversation continue can i ask i did see on your twitter account that you're apparently on annual leave Oh, you've no. been busy over the last 48 hours. <laughs> I was on annual leave, but I've updated that. Hopefully. I think I've updated that, hopefully. Because <laughs> I was going to say you're very good working, even on your leave. Now, this report, 
Beck, you're the law person. You know Roman the numerals. The law person. Oh, yeah, that's it's how you become Roman a lawyer. You know Roman numerals. Is that, that's yeah, the that's key. Yeah, that's pretty much that's it, isn't key. it, Anna? That's how you get the degree. Is that and Latin, Latin and mm-hmm. Roman oh. Adjourned. Oh, anyway. Your Honour. Look, Anna, we've heard a lot of snippets about this leaked report recently, and, and I think there's a lot of fear and people are concerned that, you know, children and teachers are going to be thrown out of schools left, right and centre and that this is something new and different that hasn't been around before. Can you tell us the situation? What is the current law when it comes to these sorts of issues? Well, sadly, the current law is that religious schools can largely discriminate, not just against teachers, but also um, kids. Uh, They can deny them enrolment or they can expel them because of who they are or who they, who they love. Although if you're a kid, you're probably not going to be in a relationship at a young age. But if a, if a young child is um, exploring their sexuality or has gay parents, mm-hmm. um, the law currently allows schools to, uh, you know, discriminate against them um, if it conforms with the beliefs of that organisation. So if that's the law as it currently stands, what are we looking at in this leaked report? What, what's going to change? Uh, well, the, it was actually quite extraordinary yesterday, but the the leaked sections of the report revealed a couple of ideas from the panel which actually would improve the situation somewhat. Um, that said, and I'll go to that in a minute, mm. but that said, there is a risk that some cha- there are some states and territories that don't have these laws, um, that don't have exemptions for religious schools to allow them to sack teachers or refuse gay kids. Um, and there's a question mark over whether the federal government would try and override those better state laws with a worse law federally. Um, So that's sort of a live question that's in the balance. Uh, But the proposals yesterday really, as I read them, were this idea that schools should publish a policy um, about their position on, you know, whether they would accept students of a particular background. Um, Now, I, I just... I mean, we've for transparency. Yeah, yeah that would. I've been arguing for yeah. a long time that if we're going to put up these horrible exemptions in the law for religious organisations, then at least we need to know about them. Mm. And at least, um, whether you're a consumer or a potential employee, you can mm. make an informed decision about whether to apply for that job, um, go into that shop, or whatever the case may be. So that's sort of increases the level of fairness, I think, in the whole process. So that proposal in itself is actually, I think, an improvement. I mean, it doesn't go all the way to removing Mm. the exemption, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. And the way I read the rest of the article, and again, we don't know the detail of the report, is that it seemed to be suggesting that um, there'd be some allowance made for discrimination in enrolment, but once the kid was in a school that they would be protected from discrimination. Mm -hmm. Now if that's actually the case and that's a big sort of qualification Mm -hmm. then that would be a a big improvement because currently in Victoria um, you can be discriminated against as a child in a school um, when you're there as well as when you want to go there. Uh, So this would be again a step in the right direction. So that was what was pretty extraordinary about yesterday is that Mm -hmm. there was a lot of reporting of this as a new move but what I think that shows is the level of disjunct between current society attitudes Mm -hmm. and what the law actually is so I mean I think I share everyone's horror that these these exemptions exist and that kids uh, can be discriminated against in school and when and it can change across the states yeah and this is the thing I saw across a lot of parenting forums yesterday uh, especially from rainbow parents where parents that have their kids in Catholic school now were freaking out going oh my god is this something 
new because one, there isn't got it's not part of the information pack as a parent. Here's your fees and here's what you can't and can be. Mm. So people were freaking out because their experiences weren't that. That that's not their lived experience mm. from when they were students there, from when they've had other kids attend there. So people were freaking out and then it was like this was new information because a lot of these people were from Victoria going, what do you mean this has always been in place? So it's mm. kind of like, are people hiding something from us? So that's, is it good that people are now aware think, that... Yeah, I think it is a really good step that people are aware of what the law is and how out of touch it is with community mm. attitudes. So that means we're in a position to change it. As an advocate, you know, that's the first step, awareness, and then mm. you can actually build consensus for change. I think um, it's a good point you make about the lived experience of many... I'm sure there's loads of parents and kids in, in religious schools having... a pretty uncontroversial time mm-hmm. of things but sadly we do know of cases where gay students have been expelled where trans students have mm-hmm. faced incredible problems in religious settings i'm not saying it happens everywhere but we mm-hmm. know that it happens enough for it to be a problem when we know lgbt kids need support when they're in school it's a dangerous place for them they can suffer bullying and we all know the health statistics that mean this is a problem we should be taking seriously mm. well that's the thing that really strikes me is the vulnerability of these kids anyway is like let's just amplify that and then i sort of had this thought i was like okay so if i'm a school do i decide now i'm going to walk around the playground and say excuse me can all the gay kids please put up their hand you know, I'm yeah. just going to check out softball tryouts. Me, and there we go. <laughs> and if I'm a, you know, 12, 13 year old yeah. kid who's not quite sure where I'm at with myself, imagine how vulnerable you would feel in that that exactly. situation. I mean, these kids may or may not have supportive parents at home. Uh, for kids that don't have supportive parents, school is often the place mm. you can go to for that alternative support and you know someone to turn to to explore those feelings that you know you may not be able to talk about at home. Do the current laws uh, exempt, sorry, uh, discriminate against anybody besides LGBTI people? Yes, they do. And um, what was interesting about what was leaked from the report is that it was proposing to remove some of those um, areas of discrimination. So it was proposing to take pregnancy out. So currently you can discriminate Mm. against uh, children or young people if they're pregnant and also intersex people um, but what the justification of removing intersex people is that there's no religious doctrine that um, would justify mm. discrimination against intersex people but it's sort of bittersweet for trans mm. and same-sex attracted people to still be in you know we've thought about it and we still think you should be discriminated yeah, against that's right. yeah. like we're doubly sure now yeah. yeah and that's the hard thing for and again looking at some of the comments from rainbow parents and i know for myself i can't believe that i'm having to look at schools already for a nine-month-old but you know according to mother's group i'm really late um <laughs> at doing this but we know some parents, there might not be a choice of schools, depending on where they live. The, exactly. the, the choice of school, the better school might be the Catholic school down the road. That might be the only school. And if this can also discriminate against rainbow parents, it also makes an assumption that queer people are not of faith. Exactly. You know, I'm someone yeah. who's Greek Orthodox. There isn't a Greek Orthodox school that I could or would send my child to. But it again, it makes this assumption that I'm not a person of faith who wouldn't want to raise my child that way. Absolutely. And, yeah, I think that's a point really well made. We have so many um, 
LGBT people of faith that would like to raise their children in accordance with their religious teachings. Mm. So where's the space for them? And yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some religious schools that are accepting and affirming, but um, we need to make sure the law can actually raise to the challenge of making everyone feel a part of a school community. So presently, the, some of the state laws and the federal law are in conflict. They don't sort of marry up very well. What would happen if somebody challenged those and said, would the federal law overrule the state ones or...? Well, I mean, these are complex legal questions. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, generally, when you think about discrimination law, it's just easiest to think about um, being able to make a complaint and there's different options. So when um, at the moment we have... A, different federal anti-discrimination laws and then a bunch of state anti-discrimination laws. And what they really do is provide choice. And you can decide which legal regime is better for your client or for you when you're bringing a complaint. And once you choose one road, you can't choose the other. So it's an important question whether you decide to use the Federal Sex Discrimination Act or the Victorian Equal Opportunity Act if you're in Victoria, for example. Um, so once you go along a particular path, that path determines which defences are available to um, a respondent. And in this case, it would be the religious exemption that's available to the religious school um, in that jurisdiction. So, it's, I mean, the, the issue of conflict of laws doesn't arise so much where you have two different complaints regimes that can actually sit together and have different tests and defences available in them, if that makes sense at all. Mm. Totally. I think mm. you did very well at answering a question that apparently <laughs> asked was complex. So, yeah. <laughs> well, look, what, with what you've already seen in, in this space, what will, what will you be doing in light of what you think might be coming out of this report and that's yeah. the thing we haven't seen for no. report. Uh, so at the Human Rights Law Centre yeah. but also the Equality Campaign um, which I'm the co-chair of which was the yes basically the yes campaign and um, we're doing a bunch of different things um, we just had a big sort of community call of different LGBTI organisations to work out what are people doing around the country um, how can people coordinate um, their responses and it was basically sort of sharing information. Um, we're also going to be putting out a call for people to tell their stories of the problems they've had at school and taking those stories to Parliament next week. So um, I'll be in Canberra next week talking to politicians, anyone that will listen, about the issues faced by LGBTIQ mm. kids in schools and indeed teachers and employ mm. employees and mm. workers and anyone accessing sort of critical government services because these religious exemptions apply sort of across the board and need to be wound back. And that's the thing, I've seen the argument people are like, oh, just remove all their, you know, government funding, but that doesn't solve the core issue no. of kids in these schools who are vulnerable. Yep. Um, yes, remove their funding. They've still got money. They've still got funding. And they're yeah. still going to operate. That does not solve the core. And you're really only harming kids in that case. Exactly. Yeah. You are. Yeah. So it's not... Look, because now people are aware that these laws exist, if someone feels that they have been discriminated against, a, a teacher or a student or a parent, what, what are the best steps for them to actually take? Sure. Well, as a lawyer, I would... Obviously, but it, it's really important that people get good advice um, because of that issue I mentioned earlier about choice of jurisdiction. Mm. So mm. you might be tempted to make a complaint straight away to the Victorian Equal Opportunity Commission because you know that that's an option available to you. But actually, once you choose that route, um, you're cutting off the federal complaint system. Oh, okay. So um, 
I'd put in a plug for Victoria Legal Aid because mm-hmm. we're in Victoria. They have a fantastic equality law program and some really great lawyers, including Amy Cooper, who um, is on the board of Minus 18, and she came and worked on succumbent at the, HR, at the Human Rights Law Centre with me. She's fantastic, and I hope she doesn't get inundated with queries <laughs> after this call. Amy. <laughs> but, Don't um, go and leave. There's a... There's a a free legal service there and even if you don't qualify for legal aid they will sit down with you and give you an hour and make and help you through whether you have merit to your complaint but the problem is as a community that experiences discrimination often you don't have the emotional resources to Mm. actually take on these challenges Mm. and that's why it's so important that we make sure we try and prevent this stuff from happening in the first place we don't want to have these fights Mm. we want to make sure that everyone's actually providing inclusive services for our community Look, any advice for people that have just seen these headlines in the last couple of days or day? What do you recommend people do? Just hang on for a sec? Yeah, I think just, um, you know, the report isn't out yet. The bits we've seen... Um, as I've talked about, some of the aspects are actually positive signs and positive steps. We'll, of course, have to wait to see the detail. And um, you can be certain that there's people out there in the community, um, you know, talking to politicians, advocating really hard for the best outcomes for LGBTI people. So we'll be talking to the community, getting the word out there, sharing stories, um, advocating in the media, but also making sure that we're doing everything we can (laughs) um, over the next few months to I think I think we have to um, admit it is a it is a threat we have to recognize that it's a threat but um, we certainly have a lot of allies in parliament too and allies out there in the community thanks to mm. everyone that stood up for marriage equality last year so let's not forget that Australians said yes to fairness mm. and equality last year they didn't say yes to more discrimination yeah. so there's we've got a lot to work with and a lot to be really optimistic and positive about the next few months. That's pretty awesome. Look, thank you so much, Anna, for coming in, looking at the work you've done over the last decade almost. We know we're in good hands. We know we're in absolutely great hands. So we we do take that seriously that you are out there working. Up next, we also spoke with Felicity Marlowe earlier today from Rainbow Families Victoria to just give us some feedback on what they're doing in this space and how families are responding. Uh, You are on Family Matters here on Joy 94.9. The life issues that, well, um, matter. Family Matters on Joy 94.9. This program contains topics that may be a trigger for some listeners. If you are affected, please call Switchboard or QLife 3pm to midnight daily on 1800 184 527 or Lifeline on 131114, 24 hours a day. Felicity, we've just seen in the last 24 to 48 hours the leaked Ruddock Religious Freedom Review come out. It's caused quite a stir and quite a stir in the Rainbow Family community as well. Can you give us your insights on what you've been seeing in the last 24 to 48 hours? Sure, thanks, Gina. So I guess what is of concern is it's really only a couple of recommendations Mm -hmm. and kind of a bit of an inkling of a report. So unfortunately, that incomplete kind of information has really fueled a lot of speculation and rumour and potentially a lot of damaging misinformation about Mm -hmm. what actually is going to happen or what is actually being proposed. So I guess um, from our Rainbow Families Victoria's point of view, we've fielded quite a few calls from families mm-hmm. who are just 
a bit concerned about, well, what does this mean for my child in my Catholic school if their mm. parents are queer? If we get married, is this going to have an impact on their enrolment at their, you know, their local Christian school? And at this point in time, we don't have the answers for mm. everybody um, in terms of the impact on their children. But we do already know that in Victoria we have religious exemptions and exceptions. So it's a little bit like re-educating everyone around um, what exactly does exist in Victoria mm. and what might the impact of some of the federal proposals look like if they were overriding state law, which we don't know if that's the case, mm. or if they did change perhaps some of the issues that we do already have covered in Victoria. So it's just a lot of unknowns, I think, unfortunately. I've been online on some of the parenting forums and the anxiety has risen. And it is usually from parents who have got their kids in schools now, in Catholic schools now, that have not experienced any discrimination thus far or are looking because, you know, now's the time that we're looking to put our kids into school next year or maybe change school. So those conversations are already taking place. People are really anxious about this. And people are also surprised that these laws exist already. Like in Victoria, in New South Wales, this can already happen. So people are quite shocked um, to be discovering this as if for the first time. Um, what, From Rainbow Family's uh, Victoria point of view, what are you um, all doing to get kind of... I mean, we, we, we need to see the report, don't we? We don't know what to do yet. Yeah. Look, I think you're absolutely right. Like, to alleviate the feelings of panic and the kind of um, rumour mongering mm. that goes on and that is totally fuelled by a media desperate for the best story, the newest story, the exclusive. We really need this um, government just to release the report. They've had it since May. Mm. It's been months. Now that it's leaked, clearly there's journos and the press behind it. Canberra yeah. obviously have it. Um, Parliament resumes next week. There's only five more sitting weeks for this year. If they're going to act you know, we could probably all guess potentially where this might lead, but what we really need just to alleviate the kind of panic that's going on and to stop the speculation is to see the report. And then we can start to have a really good clarifying discussion, not just within the LGBTIQ communities, but in engaging with our allies, in engaging with the teachers and schools that we already have our kids in, mm. the schools and workplaces we work in, and really get some um, proper responses and I guess then organise as well as a community about what we need to do to, to stop any sort of um, further discrimination becoming entrenched in our community. Fliss, you, uh, you know, Rainbow Families Victoria were one of the organisations that got to contribute to this review. Would you be a bit pissed off to think that, okay, media has seen it, but those that participated willingly, helpfully, have not had a chance to see this? Yeah. (laughs) Look, that's pretty much exactly what we wrote today to the Prime Minister. And, you know, our perspective from Rainbow Family Victoria is, please just release the report so we can all have a really good, detailed, informed debate and discussion. Um, And we said, look, as Rainbow Family Victoria, we contributed in good faith. Over summer, we wrote our um, submission Mm. to the inquiry. Even though we were still coming off the back of a very long and tiring coastal survey, we took it quite seriously to respond to their inquiry. We were invited to attend um, the public hearing in Melbourne, which we attended with the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby and um, Thorn Harbour Health, which was then back. Um, Yeah, and so we had that opportunity to present. We spent time talking to our community about the impact and concerns they had. We surveyed our community. We put a lot of detail into our submission. And we just feel like now 
you know, leaks are all very well and good, but we really need to see the proper report and the recommendations. Mm. It was, um, it's a, been another, you know, it's very hard to think that we're going to have another couple of months mirroring the kind of um, public debate we had into our mm. lives and relationships and families from 2017. So let's just, if it's there, let's just have it, let's be able to read it and then let's enter into any kind of advocacy work we need to do with this government around um, what we would like to see. And that's the thing, this is not the marriage equality anniversary we want to be, you know, this is not an anniversary <laughs> we're celebrating. We don't want those traumatic headlines again in the media and that news babble and talkback radio. Yeah, it's so harmful. That's right. We don't want to go back And in there. fact, yeah, you're absolutely right. And in some ways it's the, um, you know, it's the one-off headline that said gay pupils could be rejected yeah. or it's the, you know, the top of the hour quick soundbite that a young person hears on the radio before their parent gets to turn it off, you know, on the drive to school or mm. it's the sort of casual comments that kids and young people overhear at school or their own communities. But they that's all they hear. They don't mm. necessarily go back and read all the reports and get to find out that things have been misreported or mm. follow a legislative debate in Parliament. So to just have the damage done by seeing one headline or he- overhearing one um talkback radio banter is really problematic and concerning and that's a concern to me that kind of stigma that's perpetuated by this kind of thing just being floating out in the ether um yeah is really concerning and i do think we need to take some responsibility for addressing that and putting a stop to it and we'd really like the government to put a stop to it and just release the report felicity this is clayton have you heard anything kids have said about any of this at all no and i guess kind of not wanted to go there in terms of pushing our families too much to have those conversations mm. or and we haven't actually asked them to report that to us at this point in time. What we have done today is write to the Prime Minister and urge him to release the report but on our Facebook, um, Rainbow Families Victoria Facebook, we've also put a call to action to encourage people to call or write to their MP and their senators in their state just to say these are the concerns I have. These are all the questions that I've got that need answers. This is a little bit about my story. And to tell the story if you're a teacher in a Catholic or religious school, if you are a family, you know, who's part of the queer community, but also part of the faith, of faith mm. community, you know, what your concerns are about what this might mean. Um, if you've got ch- children in schools that you're worried that, you know, if their parent transitions, are they going to get kicked out? So all of those little stories are actually what we need our politicians to hear. So we've put a call out on our Facebook Mm. page to encourage people to share them in the next couple of days. All um, federal MPs and senators go back to Canberra next week and they need to go feeling like they've got a list of questions that need answering and they're our advocates, I guess, now to take it to that federal stage and to say we need to see the report. So... You know, we may get some people sending those to us and finding out what the kids are saying, but we're just not really wanting to um, push people on yeah. on sharing those things yeah, or even exactly. having that conversation with their kids. Um, you know, we need to we need to put protect them to some degree. Well, Fliss, we have definitely shared that top five list I saw on our Facebook page as well, and I love that. That's also again a call to our allies to be doing this for us. We can't just do this work ourselves. That's we do right. need our allies and to step up in this space. Yes, we ma'am. do. We do. And look, next um, next Thursday, there's another opportunity for our allies to step up. We've called a um, community meeting with our friends from 
other organisations like um, Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby and Transgender Victoria, and that's um, part of a new group that we'll talk about later, mm. <laughs> which is the Education Equality Alliance, which is really just looking at what would a really inclusive, welcoming and respectful education system from early childhood up to year 12 look like in Victoria and um, yeah this is an opportunity I guess for that alliance of, of advocates and individuals and teachers to sort of say let's open up an opportunity for the community to talk about this radic report leaks um, yeah so that's next week um, at 6.30 and if you look under Education Equality Alliance on Facebook you'll find the event listing there I will happily share that one as well. Felicity, thank you so <laughs> thank you. much for your time. I know how busy you've been, but we do appreciate you giving us again some common sense when it comes to this, um, I don't even know the word for it at the moment. This kind of <laughs> misleading headlines. Misleading, yeah, shamozzle, <laughs> yeah, misleading right. headline, all that sort of shock factor. Thank you, Felicity. Thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. You are on Family Matters here on Joy 94.9. Jam pack show thus far. Oh, just everything's happening. Everything's happening. We have, we have people in the studio we weren't expecting. <laughs> I know. It's great. <laughs> back, back, you've had a love message. Oh. I know. I had a love message. It says back to back nights. Back go you. Love the bench debut. Great to have a sports show on Joy from Tyson. Aww. So, uh, not to hijack this show, but the bench every Wednesday night on uh, Joy at seven pm with me and Dave talking about summer sport. Can I be? I'm actually excited because I love to, some of those. T- Tennis and all those summer sports. Yeah. They're the kind of sports I follow. Last night we did basketball, Gina. I know. It was one of the Opals we're on. That's yeah, right. I follow Look women's... Yeah. Is basketball the same as football? Or? See, um, I don't know football, but... In a way. Yes. Okay. In, in that they both have balls, Clayton. Yes. Okay, well... <laughs> It's one of my favourite things. Uh, so we are, we are talking about semi-serious things tonight, which, yeah. you know, sometimes we do. And... We're talking about this Ruddock report, yeah. which has kind of got the internet and probably other things in a bit of a whirl. Flurry? And flurry? No, flurry? Yeah. So we've got three different point of views here because we've got myself as the teacher, you as the parent, as Gina, the parent. and Beck as the lawyer. And a person with many opinions, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you think. And an over opinion. No. Uh, so, um, so I am thinking, this is my feeling, is that people, and I think Anna kind of touched on this, that we're kind of just overreacting at this point. And it doesn't mean we shouldn't be worried. It just means that we should actually have more information before we sort of go forward and um, rally, I suppose. Mm. For me, it was the sense, look, when we all saw those headlines in in the newspapers basically yesterday, I know when I saw that, I was kind of like, oh, I was aware that teachers can be discriminated against. I was surprised about students in Victoria. That one actually surprised me. I wasn't aware of that. Um, But for me, it was seeing these headlines, it just takes me back to a year ago, headlines that are really not helpful for for you know, people at risk to be reading those kind of sensationalist headlines. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need to know this information as it leaks, but done in maybe a certain way. And look, you can never convince a journalist to do it in a way that's not going to sell a story. It's Isn't that terrible headlines. Terrible headlines. And I think the other thing, I, um, and Anna sort of touched on this too, is that, you know, the LGBTIQ community particularly recently particularly given last year yeah. and the the debate and all that terrible stuff that We're went on, on it's a community on alert yes. and it's a community that feel has felt under attack and so i think that to me as as someone from outside the community gives me a real 
because you know, I, I, my first my first reaction as a as a lawyer who likes facts is well, yeah. let's steal in the facts. But I look at it and I go, hang on, this is a community that's no doubt felt like everyone's against them and it's just one more thing mm. that's really hurtful. Of course you're going to get excited about it. Those scars from the marriage equality debate are still Fresh. still healing. Mm. Uh, those, they're, you know, definitely not... They definitely need some salve just to help mm. them heal. And people, this is kind of pouring a huge amount of salt on, on the wounds. Yep. And mm. I think, you know, media needs to take some, some responsibility for huge that. Huge responsibility. And especially because... Uh, the community that were thrown under the bus during the campaign were run by families that were trans and gender diverse kids. Mm. That was the area of the community that are again now feeling like they're under attack again. And for me it is that we always know there's some underpinning political scoring for some by-election mm. or something else and, you know, why was it leaked? Why was it leaked a certain way? Why and was who it, leaked it? And who leaked it and why? You know, there always seems to be somebody else's agenda and it's never never done in a kind way. None of this, you know, information. There was over 15,000 submissions to mm. this report. Mm. Yes, we're all worry, wondering, they've had it since May, what are they waiting on? Which makes us suspicious. We need to see it. We need to see the report. As Felicity says, you need to be writing to your, mem- your local member and saying what's the today? Give us a report. Let us know the facts. And maybe they're distracting us with more worse to come. Exactly. Mm. The other thing, I, and I guess this is a, I guess positives are right, wrote a positive thing and again picking up on something Anna touched on, which is that one I think one good thing that happened around that debate was that um, it really mobilised the ally community yes. because I think a lot of people who were not proud to stand up and be allies or did not feel that they needed to or that they should because of that campaign went, hang on a minute, like there's a job I have to do here and I'm hopeful that those people that, stood by the community in that campaign when these sorts of things happen because they've sort of, you know, outed themselves as allies already are are going to keep doing that. There's National Coming Out Day and it's okay to come out as an ally. That's right. I'm going to make a badge. But you know what I mean? I think I think that is I think there is a a sense that there is yeah, okay, I the 40% odd people who voted, no, don't get me started on them. <laughs> but if you look at the 60-odd percent yeah. that did, this is, a, this is another really important time for those allies to stand up as well. A news.com.au survey was run yesterday and they asked the question about should schools be able to discriminate against LGBTI uh, kids and it was 78% said no and 22% said yes. And hence why people are reacting when they are figuring out what do you mean these laws already exist? Mm. So it's almost good that people now know, oh, hang on, we can't get upset at something we already have. How do we go at fixing it? Mm-hmm. I wonder whether if that survey had been done before last year, yeah. whether the outcome would have been different. No, let's I do think, time travel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. I think when you're kind of going, oh, should we discriminate against kids for any reason, yes. people are going to yeah. go, are you mad? And then they go, what do you mean we are? Look, we are going to jump very quickly to something a bit brighter. Something a bit... Just to lift the mood a little. Just to lift the mood before our next interview. Tell us about it, Clayton. Well, Jason Derulo is going to get with the Sesame Street peeps and tell us about dancing. Jason Derulo. Oh, don't do that. I hate that. Family Matters is brought to you today by the letters L-G-B-T-I-Q-A and the number one. That's my favourite tag. 
<laughs> this is Family Matters. I'm Beck, and I'm here with Gina and Clayton. We are rummaging our way through this leak of the Ruddick report and all that it means and doesn't mean and what may and may not happen. But we've got another wonderful guest joining us to talk about it. She is the author of The Gender Theory. She is one of the world's greatest advocates for trans kids and she is a wonderful friend of our show. Her name is Jo Hurst. Welcome to the show, Jo. Oh, thank you. What a beautiful welcome. Thanks, Beth. No worries. You can record that and play it to yourself when you're having a bad day. <laughs> oh, that can be my feel-good moment every day. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. How are you feeling about all this, Jo? Where's it sitting with you? It, look, it it's a little bit stressful. Obviously, we have to wait and see how it all turns out in the wash, so to speak. But, of course, it's making myself and other parents very, very anxious. Uh, we, all we want is for our children to be comfortable and safe at school, and that's what every other parent wants too. But when your child is LGBT, that's not always a guarantee. And look, one of the things we often talk about and, you know, we we worry about and one of the things you advocate for trans kids is about school being a safe and welcoming place for them. And I I assume that this is just one more thing that, you know, can cause more worry on top of a whole lot of other things that can happen in schools. Yeah, that's right. So I guess this is an extra worry that parents of transgender children have is that they won't be accepted at school. And I think acceptance comes from the principal down and most schools want to be really, really accepting and most principals are great and they just want to know how how to go about accepting our children. And I think if it was left up to schools and education departments, I think our kids would be in safer hands than if it was left up to um, government policies, quite frankly. I mean, is that the experience of parents that you talk to, Joe, who have kids in religious schools, that it's generally a positive experience or mixed? I think it varies greatly. There are some religious schools who do an absolutely amazing job of supporting our children. They want to know how to do it appropriately. They want to know how to do it in the best way. But they're coming from a place of love and compassion and acceptance. And that's all anyone can ask for. So I think there's a lot of religious schools out there doing a really, really fantastic job. In fact, I'd say the majority of them. But of course, there's always some that are not. We actually had a whole lot of uh, Catholic schools and religious schools sign up for the Respectful Relationships Program. So that was really good to see because that does deal with, apart from family violence, it deals with LGBTI issues as well. So they are getting on board in certain ways anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think uh, the Catholic schools have their own sort of version of safe schools now, which is really great to see. So I think everyone in the school education system is trying to find a way to support trans kids because they know that's what's best for them, which is really great to see. What What are the parents you're talking to concerned about, Joe? I think they're concerned about what's going on in the media mm. and that children are being weaponised in political arguments. I think that's their main concern. So when we have an election coming up, I think we all want to just hide under the blanket mm. um, until the election's over because trans kids aren't very well understood, so it's very easy to politicise them and use them um, as a weapon to try and scare people. And it really, I think that's really unfair because... 
trans kids are just like any other kid who want to go to school, be themselves, get on with learning and get on with playing with their friends. And there's probably enough worry with an election next month for the mm. for in this state where which is quite forward thinking in its application of trans issues. And so is that causing people angst as well? Oh, very much so. Very much so. I think um, that, that trans kids and education have very much been made part of the agenda in the Victorian election, certainly on social media as well. I think there's a lot of misinformation going around on social media uh, by some anti-trans lobbyists. And, and that's because of the Victorian election coming up. So particularly in Victoria, it's a really, really bad time for trans kids and their families. And it's really sad to see because what happens is that the families of, of um, the parents and the relatives of our parents are reading some of this and getting really concerned when they see some of this misinformation. So it's causing friction within families and friendship groups. So it's very distressing. Joe, I, you know, speaking of social media, sometimes it does a very good thing. And one of my favourite posts I've been following, which I think is wrapping up, was your invitation to a ScoMo for a cup of tea and a bit of education on some wonderful literary titles. Do you want to talk us through that? Did uh, did anyone get in touch and uh, take up that offer? I am still waiting for the <laughs> Prime Minister to get in touch and say, come and have a cup of tea, Joe. Let's talk this through. I think that would be great. So basically I was, was a very impulsive I decided to tweet him every day a new book recommendation to help us let kids be kids because there are so many great books out there that help us do this so I tweeted a wide variety of books one each day and often linked it to some really good research and evidence and and facts that could help him through as well and there was things like obviously some were picture books for kids but others were academic books about transgender people and education, some written by some amazing trans people out there telling their stories about their own childhood as well. So books by world-renowned experts. So it's really quite a good variety of books in there, I think. Well, that's the thing. It was a a great education. If anyone just follows the trial, if you are wanting to, you know, write a thesis or just do some very good reading. I mean, school holidays have passed, but if you've got some reading time coming up, I'd go back and just go through your pose because it was fantastic. It's a great list. It's a great list. It's absolutely great The list. thing is, it's an inexhaustible list and I could yeah. have gone on forever, but I just don't have time to tweet that every day. But So obviously the list could have been longer. But I think there's really good 24 books in there if you want to go and have a look. Well, that's the thing. And sometimes we're kind of like, oh, do we have enough books? Do we have enough cover? It, well, that, that's, a, that's why I was so excited to see it because it was a, a great list to be sharing. The other thing I know I'd like to be encouraging people to do is go get their T-shirt or tote bag from the Gender Whisperers. So they're another great oh, organisation, aren't fantastic? they? Isn't that fantastic? How cool are they? Mine in the mail today. I haven't oh. tried it on yet, but I got mine in the mail today. I'm really excited. I'm going to try it on and take a photo. So did you take it? Did you get a t-shirt? Because I've seen the the hoodie. I'm yeah. thinking of the grey hoodie. Oh well, I was going to get a tote bag, but I decided <laughs> on a t-shirt. It says Gender Whispers. I, in my Facebook feed, I've seen so many people wearing them. I thought I've got to get one. Oh, that's so fantastic! So I got one. It looks fantastic. I thought, how can I not? Maybe you could buy one for the Prime Minister, Joe, and send it to him. 
I think that's a fabulous idea. I think idea. we all should. Along, along with a copy of my books. I think <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> you oh, a shameless plug. <laughs> and, uh, and an edit of our interview with Michelle Telfer as well, which mm-hmm. Clayton oh, and well, yourself I were did, a part I of. I that interview, actually. Um, I linked <laughs> that interview into one of the uh, book recommendations, probably the gender fairy, I can't remember. But <laughs> it's so relevant. It is. Well, that's the thing. We I've, I've enjoyed resharing it to people because it's like, well, you want to talk facts? Here you go. Mm. Come back, listen to this and come back and speak to us kind of thing. But look, I, exactly. you know... Listen to this actual expert. Yeah, that, you know, world-renowned research that's been peer-reviewed. Hey, you know, if you want facts, you know... And she was an amazing interview. Amazing! That was an amazing was interview. Great, wasn't she? Yeah. Well, my advice is to people out there who are seeing this is to kind of, look, let's wait till we get all the information. Jump online yeah. and buy a Gender Whisperer um, T-shirt, tote bag, mug. Apparently there's mugs now. Red bubble. You can get them at Red Bubble. Yes, exactly. And stickers, apparently. Oh, stickers. <laughs> what I love about it, though, as much as I'm not, I'm not just plugging um, these anonymous activists out there, what they're doing is actually the money and the profits are going to Y Gender, Queer Space and Parents of Gender Diverse Children. So that's why I like to keep plugging that one each week. I think that's fantastic. It's all good. Absolutely. I think we can get away with that. I think it's... <laughs> I think it's great. Can I just put it out there? It's not me. It's nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll plug it as well. Fantastic. But something that is to do with you, Joe, is in a couple of weeks you're one of the finalists for the Globe Community Awards <gasps> yes. Straight Ally of the Year. So we just wanted to send you our best wishes. Mama Jo. Oh, for the- I can't believe it. Can you believe it? I know. I know. Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah, we can, can actually. <laughs> As a uh, previous finalist of the award myself, Any Joe, tips? I, I feel like we're in a... Uh, I know. And a previous Globe winner. Okay, I'm the, the only award. one here who is, like, just letting the team down. Mm-hmm. Joe, I what I did last year, which ended up coming in handy yep. after I did lose out to the fabulous Michelle Telfer. I mean, if you're going to lose, that's the person yeah. to lose to. But I had... Yeah, I, I need some losers tips, Beck. Help me out here. Well, I practised my Academy Award gracious loser face in the mirror before I went. So, I'm going to be... Can you teach me? I need to be practising this. I'll show you on the night, but it's basically a nod and a partially closed mm-hmm. eye because otherwise people will look at you and you'll be like, what? She what? And you don't want that joke. So that's my advice okay. to you. Okay, thank you. I'm going to be taking your tips on the night, Beck. No, but you won't need it because you're going to win. You are. My, my money's on you. Not that I endorse betting at any... I'm not on the sports show here. We're, we're on family okay. matters. Joe, thank you so, so much for your time. Oh, Take care that. of your beautiful babies. I think all of us just need to get the facts and hopefully the media behave themselves. The yeah. yeah, exactly. That's right. Thank you so much. Thanks so Thanks, much, Joe. Joe. Cheers. Bye. Family Matters is brought to you today by the letters L-G-B-T-I-Q-A and the number one. Family Matters, Beck, Gina and Clayton, we are nearly at the end of our show of what's been amazing. We've been talking about what's been all the news, really, for the last 24 hours Um which is the leaked report and really specifically the issue of um, religious exemptions and, and discrimination in schools. But we've had some wonderful guests. We've had um, Anna Brown, the Director of Legal Advocacy at the Human Rights Law Centre, who was fabulous in just giving us some legal facts, which I loved. Um, and then we've had Felicity Marlowe from Rainbow Families and Joe Hurst, who are both 
amazing parents and advocates yeah. and, you know, do wonderful things for, for Rainbow families. So good to have their perspective as well. Great to have their perspective. We were just saying while we were listening um, to the sponsorship announcements, Joe was kind of saying that unfortunately trans kids are targets because people don't understand. The Australian Children Television Foundation for International Day of the Girl, you can actually go onto their website and download First Day if you haven't seen it. It's fabulous. It's a fabulous, you know, this is about a kid in school transitioning and it's a short film. Go watch it. It's doing so well overseas at and the And I think great well. for kids and adults. Like yeah. it just tells a really important story really understandably and really empathetically. So highly recommend if you're Five wanting. Stars. Yeah, look, jump on the, yeah, so that's the Australian Children Television Foundation website. Click on their link. You'll find it really easily. Yeah. Um, really quickly, I wanted to end Please. on a more positive note um, around Please. being gay and a teacher in schools. Um, that's what you are. I it? am. I am those things. <laughs> in a school, actually. A. Yeah, not schools. Um, but still, um, I have always been out to the teachers at my school. Um, pretty much from the first, not from the first day necessarily. And I didn't necessarily go, just walk and go, hi, gay. Uh, <laughs> but um, I sort of just, you know, made comments on, oh, that guy's pretty hot and things like that. That'll so just, do it. Yeah, those sort of things. I just give that message without having to, you know, wear a feather boa. Um, so, and that's, I've had that for a long time. Um, I cut that out when I was living in Hong Kong because of different laws. Mm. But recently um, I wrote a bio for myself to put into this stuff newsletter and just to sort of give that message and you know tell them about myself and then I somebody came up to me and said oh is it okay if we publish that in the newsletter because we published all the other teachers and I went it's fine by me but you might just want to run that by leadership <laughs> the whole sections where it says my male partner and things like that um and work at joy and all those sort of things and yeah, they basically decided that, well, if they published every other teacher, it would be wrong not to publish mine. Fabulous. So that's gone into the newsletter, and I have not had a single parent or student comment. So Aww. Not even to ask for your autograph. No. <laughs> I, I do have a slight theory no one read it. But, <laughs> yeah. There's that possibility. Yeah. But I, I certainly have changed the way I talk, and I do talk about my partner instead of my housemate now and things like that. But how amazing for your school to mm-hmm. be that supportive and, and to the community and that's great. Yeah. And for the kids. I feel very too. privileged yeah. to be at the school I'm at. Absolutely. Your school sounds amazing. It really is. I think there are people that actually, don't don't they move to your area just to get their kids into Yeah, school? a little bit of that. Yeah, so, a little bit of that. Yeah, they, they do actually cool. buy houses and houses are slightly more expensive near my school. Oh. But it actually is a very inclusive school and that sounds we amazing. have like 80 different cultures at our school. Wow. It's so, gorgeous. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I've now got to go through a bunch of schools and try and find an appropriate... Apparently, high school now, at nine months, you need to lock in high schools. Well, it, it, Rubbish. It depends if you read... Like, this one you're mapped for, you can get in even 10 minutes before they're supposed to start. Oh. Yeah. I don't think that works like that in my area. It does. does if it? it's a government school, it, all government schools work like that. Well, the primary school and I'm, I'm government yep. and I'm all locked and loaded mm-hmm. for them. Maybe we need to do a whole show, Gina, on school enrolment. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. It's actually, <laughs> actually, we might do. That mm-hmm. maybe we wait until the report's released because there might be some other criteria we need to fill in there. Yeah, now thank you for joining Family Matters. Thank you again to our guests Anna, uh, Felicity, Joe Hurst, Judy, always for the news. Thank you, team. Thank you, Beck and Clayton. Thank you, always for sharing Linesman. yourselves. Thank you, ball boys. And next week, next Wednesday, yes, listen to the bench with the lovely Dave and Beck to get some of the summer sports that I like. Oh, no. Geeks on Saturday and geeks on Saturday and uh, our takes on Monday night for films. Anyway, that's enough self plugging. Up next, well, 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 followed by woof, woof, the bears. Arg. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. 
Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.